Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Tuesday, February 28th, 2023, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Punic, Nick Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. And guys, we said it yesterday, but it's officially the end of february today it's the last day of february it's gone by so fast that's because it's the that's because it's the shortest month of the year spencer that's true yeah it's a whole 28 days sometimes sometimes 29, 29. yeah sometimes but not this year that's why i went by when fast. is the next leap year is that next year i don't know i don't really pay attention i think it's february. every four years I it's believe. next year 2020 was a leap year so yeah there you go it's weird though because so one of my buddies from college he's born on february 29th what a guy yeah so he celebrates his he's birthday unique. today so i texted him today and said happy kind of birthday <laughs> so he's like not actually as old as yeah i don't know how old he's funny. he's every four years so he's whatever he's only he's under 21 yeah he's probably what like 12 maybe now i don't I guess know, so. I, don't know. I think he's 26 or 27 so i don't know that's crazy to think about though how you could be born on a day but not really born on a day i mean you were born year. on that day just the day doesn't, doesn't exist every year exist every year that's wild to me but all right let's get right into it boys sectional action tonight we'll have the section one semi-final for you here on talk rate wrnr tv 10 wrnr tv on youtube uh, between number three, Martinsburg, at number two, Hedgesville. 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off. And, guys, we've been talking about it for the last couple of days, but uh, it's going to be a big matchup. And as Nick brought it up to me again before the show, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. It is, especially when that team is a rival in Martinsburg uh, from the Hedgesville perspective. Now, the Eagles have kind of – dominated to an extent i think in these first two games the second game much closer than the first one but in neither game did you really feel like martinsburg was going to come back and win uh even though the bulldogs did make things pretty exciting i think at one point there down the stretch against hedgesville but hedgesville was able to hold on so it's an interesting matchup uh you know we talked yesterday about how hedgesville kind of plays the perfect style uh, to combat a team like Martinsburg and Jefferson, as we've seen, the Eagles are undefeated against the Cougars because they're able to do a lot of things that uh, I guess throw up the throw off the style of teams like Martinsburg and Jefferson, who play very similar styles. Even though Jefferson has at this point a more talented team um, with a little bit more experience, and that's why we've seen them be more successful overall. But both teams want to push the ball, you know play in transition and press the other team and Hedgesville has this ability to break the press and then really get into their offense slow things down and play at a consistent speed and tempo that favors them and if they can do that again tonight you would imagine Hedgesville gets the win tonight but again this is a rivalry matchup this is Hedgesville Martinsburg the records go out the window the previous games go out the window 
none of that really matters. This should be a really good game. I would anticipate it would be much closer than the first two. And I think it is kind of a coin toss type game, even though Hedgesville is the favorite on paper and they would be the team we expect to win. But I think with everything you consider in this kind of game, um, and like we've said before too, not always the best team wins these single elimination type tournament games. So it should be interesting to see, but I do think Hedgesville probably gets the win tonight. I do too, but you can't count out the Bulldogs. They're the defending sectional champions for uh, Section 1. And just like Nick just said, it's a team that last year, even though they won the section, you probably ultimately didn't think that they were the best team out of this section compared to Hedgesville and Spring Mills. It was just when it came to the playoffs, they were able to get the job done and go out and win. So you can't count them out today. They still have the athletes to get the job done we just saw him put up 88 points against Bronford and Christian if they can shoot like that against Hedgesville which obviously is a way tougher task to do they can get the job done because we've seen here and there Hedgesville struggle on the offensive end because of that slow tempo and wanting to get a necessary shot up that they think is a good shot but even if you're missing those you're only scoring in the 40s instead of the 60s and then relying on the defense, which Hedgesville likes to do and can do. But at the same time, when it's an up-tempo game scenario, potentially, that Martinsburg wants and they're scoring at will, they have a chance. Yeah, I think, I mean, you do make a good point. Obviously, Martinsburg is the defending champs in the section. But also, I think that kind of is irrelevant when Martinsburg doesn't return most of its roster. That's fair. Only Avion Blackwood uh, really played on that team from last year, and one guy that was a part of that team is now on Hedgesville and Stefan Barclay. So uh, that also doesn't really hurt, help Martinsburg. And then this year's team is less close record-wise than they were last year to Hedgesville and Spring Mills. Last year, all three teams split. So against each other, they were pretty much even. I think Hedgesville had the most wins overall, but... Martinsburg and Spring Mills were very close, and obviously uh, Hedgesville got the one seed, and Martinsburg was able to beat Spring Mills at home and then go on the road and get the win there. So this year definitely has a way different feel to it, and that's why you would say, even though Martinsburg did this last year where they came in on kind of a a down season and, and still made a run to the regional championship, it's not the same feeling heading into this year for this Martinsburg team, so... I think I would favor Hedgesville and be pretty surprised if Martinsburg did it last year. When they did it, it wasn't as surprising because they had proven that they could knock off both of those teams in the regular season. Yeah, I think that's a big point you make there about proving to be able to knock them off during the regular season. But uh, we'll have more on the pregame show beginning at 6.30 p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. WRNR TV on YouTube. We'll be keeping an eye on the Section 2 semifinals happening down in Inwood tonight as number 2. Musselman hosts number three, Washington, and we've seen both those games earlier in the season. They were pretty tight affairs. Yeah, they were, but I still think uh, Musselman has the edge and will get the job done. Uh, We know the game that we had at uh, Washington between the two, um, there were some injuries for Musselman, and also 
it was their fourth game in five days, so some pretty tired legs, and they were still able to get the job done against Washington. Washington definitely has some talent throughout the roster. I just don't think it's there yet to get over the hump and be a team to compete in the Eastern Band and Athletic Conference just yet to be able to win games. We've seen them keep it close with Musselman, but Musselman finds ways to win against Washington in that second game uh, at Washington. They just got a few shots up in the end and almost made the comeback, and I don't know if Washington can make shots like that every single night. We haven't seen it yet, so I don't think they will tonight. That is a great point. That's the thing. Washington lives and dies by the three. So, And it's kind of different, though, from Jefferson. They don't tend to make them as consistently as the Cougars do. But I do think Washington has a chance, even though they are just a, what, two, three win team on the season. But despite that, like we said, they've been competitive with Musselman. uh, And Musselman doesn't really blow you away offensively. The problem is Washington doesn't really either, but if they have that kind of shooting night, then maybe they could pull something off. Overall, I think Musselman, though, is the better team. They've played the better basketball. They have a little bit more experience than a team like Washington does, and at this point, you'd be pretty surprised if Washington were to go in and get a win against Musselman, but don't be too surprised if it's at least a close game and Washington gives a good battle. Um, But overall, I think the Applemen do pull it out, especially playing at home. Uh, they get a good crowd you know, every single time, so I would expect for a sectional game to be a really good crowd and intense atmosphere uh, with the student section and everything. So I would expect the Musselman win tonight, um, but it will be tough for both of these teams, whichever one wins, to knock off the Cougars because neither of them have been super competitive with Jefferson. Yeah, that is a great point you make there, Nick. And once again, we'll have number two, number three, Martinsburg at number two, Hedgesville on the section one side. We'll keep you updated on section two, number three, Washington at number two, Musselman. Uh, throughout the game at halftime and at the end of the game, Colin will have updates for you live from the studio. Uh, but we did make an announcement on our social media yesterday as we became official after the show ended. Um, but uh, we will be broadcasting Class Quad A Region 2 West Virginia High School Basketball Girls Championship tomorrow. Uh, winner, one of these teams will head down to Charleston for the state championship, and that game is Martinsburg at Washington. Thanks to the help of the Skinner Law Firm, they were able to help us. Because uh, what people don't know is that it costs us from the S- like we have to pay the SSAC during the playoffs in order to do these games and uh it's definitely it's hard because they raised the prices this year guys. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, difficult, but uh we certainly appreciate all of our sponsors that we get all season long, but also for this game in particular the Skinner Law Firm uh for helping us out so we can provide as much coverage as we can to uh to the area so they can see this game and get to you know showcase these girls athletes or these female athletes on the court against each other and what should be a really good basketball game between Martinsburg and Washington two teams that played some good games this year and it is a toss-up kind of matchup so thankful for all of our sponsors and of course we want to shout out the Skinner Law Firm for this game in particular.
Yeah. Shout out Skinner Law Firm. Game 7 p.m. 6.30 will be the pregame show. Presenting sponsor once again is the Skinner Law Firm. It will be live on talk rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740, as well as WRNR TV on YouTube only. That's due to the rights fees they want for television. They want a lot more money for television than they do in either of these two things. And unfortunately, it's just it's, it's a hard sell, uh, you know, with, with uh, getting those games on the actual TV tomorrow night, Colin. Yeah, it's definitely uh, sad that we can't do TV 10 because I know a lot of the uh, elderly fan base that likes to tune in to us to see the live coverage of the games that we have will tune into TV 10 and don't always know how to get to our YouTube page to watch the uh, exact same thing. But whenever it's um, the price increase more than doubles because of uh, a TV fee, it's really tough for a station um, as small as us to do yeah but uh once again it'll be live on talk rated wrnr on the radio side fm and am dial as well as wrnr tv on youtube and then guess what it'll be archived there for you to go back and watch and remember if you have a smart tv you can put youtube on your smart tv so you can watch it via your tv so uh we'll have that for you tomorrow 6 30 pregame 7 p.m tip off but first tonight we'll have boys sectional section one semi-final action same time on all three platforms radio tv as well as youtube but that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on the other side of this break uh well successful night on the court for the Mountaineers. Nearly lost it, but unfortunately they were able to get it. Shepard, though, their men's basketball season comes to an end. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
We're talking with Martinsburg CPA Ken Apple. Ken, should I concentrate on paying as little taxes as possible this year? Well, Rob, I want to pay the least taxes possible over my lifetime, and that might mean paying a little more taxes today than I'm legally required to by making a contribution to a Roth IRA, for example, instead of a traditional IRA. Because if I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket down the road, it not only affects my taxes, but could affect how much I pay for my Medicare insurance. Ken, how do we reach you for more information? You can reach me at 304-263-1100. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for your Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we... uh, Talk Mountaineer basketball last night. Colin, I'm assuming you went to bed because you didn't respond to my text messages. Yeah, I was going to stay up, but um, I went to bed at the 10-minute mark in the second half when the Mountaineers were starting to uh, frustrate me at that point of the game. But That's when they kind of let it slip from uh, yeah. their lead, and Iowa State was really taking control and like, got work tomorrow. I got to be up at 640. I needed to go to bed, especially because of how many fouls. There already were. I knew the game would drag on because both teams at that point were already in the bonus. I believe Jimmy Bell got ejected with about 10 minutes left. That's when I turned it on. Um, And uh, Key Adrian Johnson got hurt during the game. He only played 29 minutes. Um, But uh, Mountaineers come back. Well, they tag the lead into halftime, 35-27. They give up the lead. uh, But they're able to come back in the waning moments and actually win at the end of the game, which was unlike they did on Saturday as they had the ball with the waning moments and turned it over. Uh, but they won 72-69. They're now 17-13 and on the season. They were led by Eric Stevenson with 23 points, 19 points for Joe Tucson. It was really the catalyst the last few minutes of the game. Emmett Matthews Jr. with 13 points. But Trey Mitchell, Jimmy Bell did not register a point in this game. Um and, uh, yeah, so you got, you got 23, 19, 13. You got eight from Kadrian Johnson, three from Kobe Johnson, three from Seth Wilson, and three from Pat Sumanick. So not a lot of secondary scoring, but they were able to get the win. The recipe for Mountaineers to get a win is if Stevenson has 20-plus points, they make their free throws, and they limit their turnovers, and that's exactly what they did. They were in the... 80 percentile i believe for free throws i'd have to pull up the numbers quickly and then for uh as i said yesterday the reason why they lost to kansas was because they had a season high 21 turnovers against the jayhawks in that loss and they needed to get back down to the season average of around 12 turnovers per game and if they did that they'd get the win and that's exactly what they did only had 12 turnovers still want that obviously down below the average not right at the average but they were able to do that stevenson led the way and the rest followed and colin uh finish out the season on saturday against kansas state at home uh they're hanging on to their march madness thread according to joe lenardi yeah, that game yesterday was huge because uh, what they were saying on the broadcast was a loss would probably put them on the outside looking in, but the win against Iowa State, who was ranked last week, was not ranked going into tonight's game because of the way they've been playing, but still a tournament team. Uh, 
helps WVU out tremendously, keeps them in that last four uh, by as a 10 seed as of right now, looking at the latest bracketology. They are the 10 seed in the uh, West, going up against the seventh seed, Maryland, as of right now in Joe Lenardi's bracketology. So that'd be pretty cool. That would be that'd pretty be a good first round uh, win for the, the Terrapins. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hear Tony. I think Carini's. only you and Jim Klein think that. Let's hear Tony Greedy's thoughts from the Mountain. I mean, not overall. I think a lot of people would. It's a joke. Think Maryland would win that game. All right, we're going to hear Tony Greedy's thoughts. Let's do it. Mountaineers taking a massive step to the NCAA tournament with a 72-69 victory over the Cyclones of Iowa State here in Ames, Iowa. A crowd of 13,575 watched an absolute blue-collar battle that lasted over two and a half hours. Fouls, they were plenty. 45 total fouls in the game. But West Virginia found a way to come back from a seven-point second-half deficit. Speaking of the fouls, we had technicals. We had the ejection of Trey Mitchell throw in an ankle sprain for James Oconquo and the Mountaineers were out of sorts, frequently using rarely used bench players considerable minutes. But in the end, West Virginia's Joe Toussaint making huge free throws to give West Virginia the victory. Emmett Matthews also with huge free throws and a very important bucket as the shot clock was expiring in the final minute of the game. Individually, West Virginia led by Eric Stevenson, who scored 23 points. Joe Toussaint off the bench with 19, and Matthews finished up the night with 13 points. Overall, West Virginia on the evening shot the ball at 44% from the field, made nine three-pointers, but it was the free throw line which was the most important. WVU made 19 out of 23 free throws. That's 83% from the line. They end up making more free throws than Iowa State takes, and that's the difference. 72-69, West Virginia with a massive victory toward its NCAA resume. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thank you, Tony. You can hear him along with Bob Huggins on the Bob Huggins Show Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m., and then again Saturday for the final regular season game of the season against Kansas State. That's a 2 p.m. tip, I believe, with a 1 p.m. pregame show from the Mountaineer Sports Network. And uh, then you'll be able to hear him all tournament long. I don't know about the NCAA tournament. I know we have yeah, that through Westwood One. Well, they're on the out. They're still there, Nick. As of right now, according yeah. to Joe Lenardi, but is Joe Lenardi the entire NCAA committee? I yes. don't know. I have to He's figure out the. That's the biggest secret. He is. I'll have to figure out if we can air those if they do make it there. I'm not sure if that falls under. I would think that we should be able to, right? Because we're an affiliate and WV is going to be there for the basketball broadcast. So Isn't that that sad that since we're new, we don't really know because they weren't in it when you guys joined? It's true. Come on, Mountaineers. (laughs) But um, I do think that they still need this win over Kansas State. I do, too. Because if you're looking at it right now, they're 17 and 13 overall. An 18 win regular season is like borderline bracket most years. So you'd still be on the borderline if you were to lose or win, but you would feel a lot better about it overall. And I think you could see them as like that 10 seed or 11 seed that uh, makes a run in some sort of fashion. 
that comes from a big conference like Syracuse used to always do. They made the Final Four as a 10 seed. Yeah, and I think they were like an 18-win team that year. So I think a win over Kansas State should put you in. Uh, Obviously, like if they were to lose in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, that would still hurt, and it would be very close. And Now, if they win against K-State and then lose in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, do you still put them in? It's very. It would depend probably on how everybody else does. Yeah. Because if you see like a mid major get an upset and win yep. a tournament they're not supposed to, that could really change things up. Because if there's another mid major in that same conference, and they were originally only going to get one bid, um, maybe they get a second bid if that team has some good wins on their resume and just got upset. So you would be a true bubble team at that point. And just kind of waiting on what everybody else does. So I think you need to at least win against Kansas State and win in the first round to lock up a spot. Yeah, I, too. I would agree with that. Ten ranked matchups on tonight. None against ranked teams, though. Uh, but obviously, WVU almost beat Kansas on Saturday. Kansas is facing 16-13 and 13 Texas Tech tonight. Uh, that's a, that'll be an interesting game. Number twelve Tennessee against Arkansas. I think that's an interesting game. Number eighteen San Diego State against a twenty-two and seven Boise State team. You could see that potentially be an upset. I think if UVA continues its collapse, I mean they're facing they're twenty-one and eight facing a twenty-one and eight Clemson team. Both teams have identical records in the ACC. That could be a big game tonight. Uh, and then number six, Marquette at no at unranked Butler. That that could potentially be a game tonight. I mean, you never know how things run out. The other ranked game, number twenty four, Texas A and M at Old Miss. That's a ten win difference uh, in both out of conference and in conference, or both overall record and out of conference. So it'll be interesting to see how all these games go tonight. Uh, but a game we were following last night, Shepherd men's basketball in the opening round of the PSAC tournament. Unfortunately, they fell to East Stroudsburg, eighty one seventy five, thus ending their season. They had a thirty eight to thirty two lead at halftime, but gave it up. Late in the ball game, with 2:06 remaining on a three-pointer to make it 77-75, and the Rams would get outscored. Uh, the rest there, they fell uh, 81-75 to finish up the regular season 14 and 15. We knew it was going to be a tough game tonight or last night, uh, but I don't know what's next for the Rams. Well, no John Preston in the game last night, so obviously that played a little bit of a factor. But Shepard did see guys step up uh, like they needed to, and really they played for the most part the way we said that they needed to play to get the win it's just their defense wasn't quite as good as it's been all year and East Strasburg uh, outmatched them down the stretch so it kind of I mean it was your typical Shepard loss really you know they had the game for a little bit they were in control they were keeping pace and then in the final few minutes kind of fell apart and lost but I think the positive moving forward is that Shepard pretty much returns this entire roster. The team that played last night will all be back next year, and then you'll lose John Preston. But again, like I said, he was inactive last night. So um, I think that's a positive. Shepard has everybody coming back. They're going to add some guys, obviously, with recruiting and stuff like that. Um, they do have an open spot already. Right. Because you had uh, – now I'm blanking on his name. He decided not to play basketball. Uh, yeah. Cam Dorner. Cam Dorner. So, I mean, you already had an open spot in the season. So, I mean, you could potentially bring in an extra guy here. Maybe transfer portal. Maybe Coach Namel. I'm sure some portal. guys might transfer out of Shepard, too. I mean, yeah. not everybody got a ton of playing time. So, if they have better opportunities, they feel like to play somewhere else, 
you could see some guys leave, but um, yeah, it's tough for Shepard, obviously. They haven't really had a consistent men's basketball program. Uh, there's definitely some talent on this team. Can they stay healthy in the future, and can they add maybe one more scoring piece because you're going to be without Preston? I think overall you could use another really good scorer, guy that can create for himself like McLean Corley, because if you do have injuries, that really is missing for Shepard. Philip Jordan can do it, but like I've said before, he is 5'11". He's a point guard, so sometimes it's inconsistent for him uh, as a scorer, and um, it, it makes it kind of difficult. So I think you could use like another 6'5 wing type that can uh, get to the basket like McLean Corley, and of course you're going to want a young guy on the team to take those reps. But I like some of their pieces. Uh, Poffenberger had a good game last night. Which was good because he had a not-so-great game on Saturday. I think he scored single digits. He had a he had a good game. He led the way with 19 points. Philip Jordan and Dana McClain-Corley have both had 18 points, so I think that was pretty good to see. Uh, one thing that I would say, uh, if you look, is really good, is they shot 50% or more from the field in both halves. They shot a total of 52.7% compared to 43.8%. Uh, they shot 368 from beyond the arc compared to 296 They went 10 of 14 at the line compared to 17 of 19. Uh, obviously, those four points wouldn't have won you the game. But uh, they played a pretty good game until the very yeah, end of the, the game. Thing. Yeah, like, the, they the played thing that the way that they needed to, and they still couldn't find a way to win. Is those final few possessions for Shepard. You were down by two, went to go for tying layup, had a charge call. You then are only down three after a few free throws because you had to foul because of the time left on the clock. They only made one of the two, so it's still a one-possession game. You go down and you have a very bad turnover on that final offensive possession that was the difference maker to keep you in the game. And you also wasted half of the time getting up to that possession and then they go down for a wide open slam dunk to put the game in the bag for East Stroudsburg. You can't have those if you want to be the winning team. You got to get over the hump in these close games. We've seen too many close losses this year and that's what really frustrates you as a Shepherd fan because you know they are better than the record looks. Ultimately it comes down to but wins are wins and losses are losses. Yeah. yeah. So I think overall this team can take a lot from this season and hopefully get better so then next season they're able to win those close games. Um, and like we said, you know, you do return the entire roster. I do like a lot of their pieces like um, Hewley, Poffenberger. Those guys are young and getting better. Um, Stefan Marcel, I thought, showed a lot of good promise throughout the season. Uh and obviously, you know, you still have McLean Corley and Philip Jordan, who are kind of your two scorers that return. So the the future is – the talent in the future looks still solid for this team, but can they learn to get over the hump? And I think they will. I think next year, if more experience, hopefully they're able to do that. But it is a frustrating season, I think, overall, because even if Shepard wasn't going to win the PSAC – uh, they should have probably been, you know, three or four, five, six wins better. And at the end of the day, they finished with a losing record and, and a first-round exit in the tournament. It's not really what you wanted to see. 
Yeah, not what you wanted to see at all, but uh, they'll be back next year. Colin, your thoughts on what's next for the Rams? Because Nick kind of gave his thoughts. You really didn't. And I know you have some strong thoughts about things with the Rams basketball team. I have been very critical of them because I expect better. You're in the PSAC now. You need to be able to compete at this level, and I feel like the program hasn't. Is it time to move on? For a while, I I thought the answer – was yes, I think with positions right now, and yes, even though the season ended the way that you don't want it to end with a first-round exit in the PSAC tournament, you still made it there. And this team, as Nick mentioned, has a lot of guys coming back, so I think you give it one more run. But if you have a season like you did this year, next year, I think some changes need to be made. It's hot seat time for sure, but you give it one more go because the pieces still for the most part look solid all right colin there's his thoughts and uh that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by arsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer bedding outer living and his family owned and operated right here in martinsburg at 360 hack wilson way go to orsinis.com for more on the other side of this break uh commanders make uh two moves yesterday to get some more cap room to make a, I guess, signing today or place the franchise tag on somebody today. Uh, and uh, shocker, Dan Snyder has, quote, allegedly done some more things. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV. Time back in two minutes. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we talk some Washington Commanders. As uh, yesterday after the show, just a little bit after the show, uh, the team announced they had cut Bobby McCain, the defensive back that played both kind of like a nickel corner and safety position who was kind of the odd man out with the young guys they have there. They saved $4.42 million against the cap. And then the that was kind of a shocker in a way because he's played pretty well the last couple of seasons and he's played all the games. He hasn't missed time, uh, but obviously they wanted to go younger. Uh, but then the second one, everybody's just been waiting for, and that was quarterback Carson Wentz. That saved them $26.17 million against the cap. That frees up just about $30 million, and this morning they make it official. They placed a franchise tag on defensive tackle Deron Payne, making him the first player to receive a franchise tag this offseason. Uh, he is projected to receive $18.937 million, so they've got about $12 million left over or $11 million left over from uh, what they got back yesterday. It's a non-exclusive tag, meaning, meaning other teams can talk to Payne, but Washington has begun contract talks on a long-term deal. They have until July 17th to do so. After that, the commanders can't negotiate with him until after the 2023 season. I think overall, these three moves, very good moves in a way, because McCain, although he's been pretty good, you can get that position for younger, for you know, fringe guy that's kind of a reserve defensive back at this point in his career. Uh, but I think overall these moves are going to help them go into the 2023 season. Uh, bringing back one of their best players in Deron Payne on the defensive line to continue that defensive line to be where it's been. Obviously, you wanted to get rid of the cap money for Carson Wentz, which I think was good because last year when they traded him, Everybody was like, where's the long-term deal? You'd think he'd sign a or new contract. He never signed a contract because they had an out after this year. And I think that was a good out for them. Yeah, it was because we saw how bad he was as a Washington yeah. commander. So the three moves uh, make sense for Washington. McCain was a little surprising because he, he never was a liability, it seemed like, this past season or an issue on the field or off the field for Washington from what I could tell but as you said you, you want to go younger you want that four million for some rookies potentially from the draft or maybe somebody in free agency that's just looking for a team that will take uh on that maybe same amount I know there's a few guys circulating in the league that might like to go to a new team at that position but we'll have to see I'm sure there's a bunch of guys that are out there that want to Good of an team column. <laughs> no thoughts on these moves know. for the um, Yeah, I mean, for Washington, obviously the quarterback position is the most important position in football. So uh, Carson Wentz was not going to be worth what they were paying him. He wasn't worth what he was paying it. They were paying him when they brought him in. So um, they'll have to figure out that situation before really any of this matters. Uh, Deron Payne, you know, you want to get him on a long-term deal but paying a defensive tackle is always kind of a risk especially for a long-term contract so we'll see um, on how that plays out and Bobby McCain I'm with you guys I think they just wanted to get younger he is only 29 I always I feel like he's older he just yeah. seems older because yeah. he's been in the league since 2015 but um, you know you, you can definitely find a young guy in the draft that could fill a similar role i think and, and that's probably what they're looking for save a few mil 
potentially use it on some other positions that they need help, like offensive line, uh, and maybe just secondary as well, even if McCain wasn't the option there. Or they could even end up bringing him back for all we know. But you're not going to get too much cheaper than $4.5 million or whatever. So it's kind of a weird move in, in some ways. But um, we'll see what Washington does with that cap space. And obviously, you know, like I said, I think it'll be interesting to see how they play things out with quarterback because they're, they haven't really been like linked to any of the guys that are out there. That is true. And they're not in a great draft position. So where do we see them going with the quarterback? Cause if they're I mean, going they for Sam, they're Howell, go Sam then, yeah. Well, no. Uh, what 12, 12, 23 p.m. Uh, Ron Rivera is speaking at the NFL media uh, days. I guess they have the coaches or uh, co- whatever coaches are there get the at opportunity the to speak at the combine. Um, he said this was at 1223, tweeted by Ralph Vacheriano and retweeted by Brandon. Brandon Dar, who works like at DC Italian Sports Radio. Right there, uh, does, yeah. He's an NFC reporter for Fox Sports. Uh, he says commanders coach Ron Rivera said Sam Howell is quote not our starter at quarterback, but he'll begin the offseason as the QB one and they'll have the oppor- and he'll have the opportunity to win the job. <laughs> Washington plans to bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with Howell, uh, which is know. crazy because what did he say? Uh, he's stepping back, taking steps back from what he said a couple weeks ago. This is getting ridiculous, Colin. Yeah, it is because he, he said straight up that. QB1 was going to be how and that they were not going to look for a veteran quarterback because it has failed. But this was before they hired a new offensive coordinator. That is true. It, and maybe the offensive coordinator wants a veteran quarterback, but I don't know what veteran quarterback is going to come to Washington. The biggest name out there, I guess, is Derek Carr, but um, I know we haven't got to it yet. He's visiting with the Panthers today, a team that we said in that division is the best fit for Derek Carr. Either Panthers, Falcons, Saints, or Bucks is where he should land, and it makes sense from there. And then who else do you want? Do you want a Marcus Mariota? No. Heineke's probably not sticking around. Your best option is the draft. Minshew? I mean, unless you can get Jimmy G. Marcus Mariota, I think, is apparently a name being early linked right now. I I don't want That's what I'm reading. You know who it could be? No. Kyle Allen. No, thank (laughs) you. Ron Rivera's boy. Stick with Hal. Jacoby Brissett. Go to the draft and trade up, I guess. What if they they do this? Resign Taylor Heineke. Do you want him starting a full season? I don't know. We already tried that. All right. Exactly. This also, seems like Washington's going to be a, another seven-win team. Yeah, it does. Because I, I don't, don't know. Think I they're going to get one of the big names. And then... I think Ron Rivera is just trying to make some statements here. You know why? Drum roll, please. Another Dan Snyder story has come out. Possibly. He's he, apparently he has a f- secret fifty-five million dollar loan that has co- become the primary focus of a federal prosecutor in Virginia who are investigating allegations of financial misconduct by Snyder and the Commanders. I read something he charged the team about four point five million dollars to put a logo on his personal plane as advertising dollars that have that are reported in this lawsuit. Uh, four point yeah, uh, this is this is crazy right now. It just keeps getting worse, and now apparently he wants to stop uh, Jeff Bezos from trying to buy the team. I mean, when is the NFL going to step up and say, 
All right. We thought you were going to do it yourself here when you hired Bank of America Securities, but you're done. We're, we're kicking you out. You're done. They're because everybody's tired of this crap. Apparently, the NFL is not, because if they were, they would have done it a long time ago and kicked out Dan Snyder. But the owners uh, won't get off their high horse, I guess, or band together, even though there's a few owners that have come out and said that they should do it. There's a few more powerful owners that haven't. And when it comes down to that and Goodell has to follow what the owners do, he he can't. This is just becoming very ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I never was completely convinced that they were going to sell the team just because it just. I don't feel like it's just been like announced completely. Like it's been like talked about or they're looking into it, but it hasn't been like, yeah, we're selling the team. So until that happens, I feel like you still got to be. Well, they did confirm they were at least going to sell a little bit of the team. Right, yeah. But like not straight up. Yeah. Like he would still be majority owner. And then back to the quarterback situation because i think that's a little bit more important i mean I snyder agree. news is daily <laughs> it feels not like really it. it's usually it's bad. been a while it's true but um i think first of all they should never said anything about sam Howell being the starter because his only experience is one game that was meaningless at the end of the season and he didn't play that amazing that you're like yeah this guy should be our starting quarterback other than that he's what a fifth round draft pick yeah, but if you think about it, then until his like, senior year, he could should he really should have gone pro after his junior year. Okay, that doesn't matter though. The point he is, he was projected is that to be a top three round pick in his after his junior year. Okay, but do you really trust him as your starting quarterback after one game of action in the final week? I think of the that you have season? to give him a chance over the other guys' names that we've been throwing around, other than Derek Carr and Jimmy G, which think, neither are coming to Washington. I think your perspective has to be that we're open to competition. And I think what Washington needs to do is try to move up in the draft and get one of these rookies because they've, I I know they've failed on, you know, obviously Dwayne Haskins didn't work out from a football perspective. Yes. Rest in peace. But from a football perspective, it didn't work out. Um, You know, RG three would have worked out, I think if he stayed healthy, but he didn't. So, that that's your best option is drafting somebody else and maybe having both of those guys compete. But I just I don't see it in Sam Howe enough to to have any real confidence in a fifth round pick that's played one NFL game to be my starting quarterback. If they had a ton of confidence in Sam Howe, they would have went to him earlier in the season. That's a that's a pretty solid point there, Nick. All right, that will do it for this segment of the sports mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on their side of this break. We'll wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes. Derek at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. 
Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit Hagerstown.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here for the final uh, four or so minutes left on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Again, tonight we'll have Section 1 Boys Hoops action. On Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. As number three, Martinsburg travels to number two, Hedgesville. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30. Tip-off set for 7 p.m. We'll keep you updated on the Section 2 matchup between number two, Musselman, number three, Washington, during the game at halftime and at the conclusion of the game. Hopefully we'll have a final score with Collins. This segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call them at 304-263-4343 here. Now we've got about three minutes left in the show. What do you guys want to – where do you want to take these final three minutes? I don't know. That's a great question. We continue talking a little NFL. There's more headlines we got to get to. Yeah, sure. We'll do that because yeah. Wizards and Capitals are terrible, so there's no reason to That's talk true. about them. All right. Uh, well, Wizards will have that game for you. They're taking the Hawks, taking on the Hawks at 7:30. After our game ends right here on Talk Rated WRNR, you can tune into the remainder of the game already in progress. But uh, apparently, the Giants plan to release Galladay. Yeah, that makes sense. He's been very bad since they acquired him, hasn't really stayed on the field. Uh, and the Giants, they're in a weird situation. What are they going to do with Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones to the Commanders. No, I think they keep Jones. Yeah, I think he wants too much money, to though. Playoffs, but he does, but they need to get weapons around him. So even Saquon Barkley to the Commanders. Saquon Barkley is a free agent, is that correct? He is, yeah. Is he this year? I thought it was next well, year. Well, the no, Commanders don't need any more running backs. Yeah. They could use a actual good one. They have a good one. Nah, they're okay. All right, well, Kenny Galladay getting cut. That'll save six points cap, I guess, trying to make the push to sign Daniel Jones. They're also in New York. Uh, Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier decides to take a year off from coaching. Uh, General manager Brian, uh, Brandon Bean confirmed at the uh, combine that he's reached out to say he wanted to take a step back. Frazier clarified that he did not want to retire and was adamant about returning to coaching after a year. Uh, that's pretty interesting. I think this is odd because what happens if their new defensive coordinator, uh, whoever it may be as their interim tag, uh, 
he has a top 10 defense, top five defense. I think it really just depends on what the exact reasoning is this from Leslie Frazier. If it is something like personal that he just needs to take a step away, then I don't think it matters what the defense does. It will be his job when he returns. If it's just kind of like for some reason he's taking a year off, then maybe he could lose the job down the line. But you know, it is kind of a weird situation. We don't really know what the reasoning is for this. Uh, well, it says uh, apparently the role could be filled by Sean McDermott calling the plays. So that's interesting. Colin, you're that take is quickly. interesting. It's a weird scenario that I thought I saw a reason behind it, but didn't. So we'll have to wait and see for that. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Again, tune into EPAC sectional boys action tonight, six thirty pregame, seven p.m. tip off between number three Martinsburg, number two Hedgesville. We'll have that for you again tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV ten WRNR TV on YouTube for our intern Gerald Wright, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini. I'm Spencer. Please saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight at six thirty or tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you. Have a great day, everyone.